0: Well, good morning, everyone, and what a privilege to be able to share with you on this first Sunday of 2021. Before we tuck in, let's pray. Lord, you have led us this far, and we pray at the start of this new year that you will lead us on. We're confident of it, Lord, and we thank you for it. Amen. Well, firstly, let me apologize for how I looked in that promotion video for Saints Alive. I will never again be filmed sitting down in such a position, and I know that some of you were thinking, is that Reverend Simon Ponsonby or Jabba the Hutt? It was me pretending to be Jabba the Hutt. And if the first word… That comes to mind when we describe the year that has just passed is the word COVID. Perhaps the second word that comes to mind is the word change. I came across a number of articles this week as I was prepping. Listen to these. The CNN had an article, 2020 changed everything. The Economist, the year when everything changed. Hewlett-Packard Technology, a favorite of some of you, I'm sure. The Year Everything Changed. BBC Online, 2020, a time when everything changed. Chemistry World, one of my favorites. 2020, the year the world changed. Investment Weekly, the year everything changed. Wired Magazine, everything in America changed. And The Guardian newspaper 2020, the year that changed everything. You get the point. Last year was a year where there was a huge cultural shift, a paradigm shift, if you like. Change, and change came to all of us. Trauma and tragedy of COVID-19 changed many aspects of our life together. It changed our work, where we work, how we work, whether we work. It changed our leisure, if we have any, where we're able to go, how we're going to do it. You know, the number one accessory last year was buying bikes, and now there's a complete dearth. I was talking to a, someone who owns a bike shop here in Oxford, and he said, I might not get one till 2022. The number two accessory was puppies, and they went up ten times in price. And then social interaction. Suddenly we're talking about bubbles instead of families, and we're communicating on screen and through masks. This is the masked generation. The famous philosopher Buber said that what defines us as people is that we communicate. And he says we do that by looking at one another, and seeing one another, and speaking to one another, and reaching out to one another. And all these things that define us as people has changed. So much change has come on our life. The only change, perhaps, for the better in 2020 is an awareness of the terrible racial injustice and our need for greater racial inclusion. And May 2021 be a year where we press through with that. For many of you, this has been a year of significant change. And the word that I felt the Lord put on my heart for you, for us as a community this year, is that it's a year of change. The change isn't all last year, this year too. But actually, there'll be change in your personal circumstances. There'll be a redirection of your life, a change in relationships for the better, a release of giftings, a, a step into callings. Some of you will be rescued from long-term patterns of sin. Leo Tolstoy spoke about a moral revolution. I think that 2021 will be a year of moral revolution in God's church. But let's look at our reading. Matthew 2 verse 10. The wise men came from the east and they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and they worshipped him. When you see him, you got to worship him. And then they opened their treasures and they presented him with gifts of gold and incense and of myrrh. Verse 12, and having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned home another way. They returned home another way. And I felt as I was preparing this talk for this year, Lord, what were you saying? I felt the Lord highlight that little clause, they returned another way. And I felt the Lord say for us as a community, for you who are listening, that this year will be a year where the Lord will accompany you on another way. They intended to return home first by going to Herod, but their plans changed. God said, no, that's not what I want you to do. You've planned to go via Herod. No. And then they were to return home another way, not the well-worn path. This is the year, 2021. We're going to find another way. And in many aspects of your personal life, I believe God is saying that he's going to be teaching you and taking you and accompanying you on another way. In that classic text of philosophy, Lord of the Rings, Bilbo Baggins, at the end, he, he's preparing to leave Middle-earth, and he's at the port of the Grey Havens, and he's saying goodbye to the West, and he says this, I think I'm quite ready for another adventure. I'm quite ready for another adventure. And I believe that God is saying to us as a community, to you in your families, that you are quite ready. For another adventure, going another way. Let me just make two points to give some architecture to this. Firstly, when we talk about change, when we experience it, it's often uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but it's beneficial. We're creatures of habit. Most of us are. I certainly am. Every day in COVID, apart from one or two new discoveries, I have walked the same walk. And I go around our block and then up the canal in an anti-clockwise position. It It takes about 45 minutes. Well, Tiffany accompanied me last week and said, why don't we go the other way? I said, are you mad? That's not the way we do this. We go that way. Anyway, she wasn't impressed with that, and invariably I comply with her wishes, but often we've gone the same route, year in, year out, in how we do our life and how we walk with the Lord. Why? Because we don't like change. We like things to be as they are, to be comfortable. Some of us, at least, like that sort of habit. Although Charlie Cleverly, our beloved former rector, once said to me that I have a pathological aversion to change. And it might be true, the first record I ever bought in 1978 was a double blue by status quo. Status quo, the state in which things remain the same. Freud claimed that most of us have never recovered from being forced out of nappies and onto potties. And this is a a fundamental source of anxiety in the human condition. That change made us, right from the start, anxious and somewhat neurotic. And certainly change brings discomfort, and it can bring fear of the unknown and insecurity. Change can mean we're no longer in control of our details and of ourselves and so on. And God says this is a year of change. A year where you're going to go another way. That, that new doors are going to open for you and old doors are going to shut. You're going to have to go via your plans to go via Herod. That's gone by the by. New things. And that can leave you feeling uncertain and anxious and insecure as we uh, enter into this new year. But God says, don't be afraid. This new journey is a better way. It was beneficial for the Magi. If they'd done what they wanted to do, what they'd planned to do, the route that they had uh, uh, decided initially to take, via Herod, they would have been in trouble, that this was a better way for them. It's uncomfortable, but it is beneficial. Bob Dylan penned the lyrics of that great track, The Times They Are Changing. And later, when he was asked about that song, where it came from, he said, it was the only words that I could find to separate aliveness from deadness. I'm not sure aliveness and deadness are actually proper words, but we know what he was trying to say, that actually change was a change into life. And we who live our life with the Lord, there's, we're going to face change. He's the God of the new, always oh, doing new things. He's the God of the new heaven and new earth, a new birth, a new creation. He gives us a new heart, a new spirit, a new song. And this year for you is a new journey, a new adventure. If we don't change, we shrivel. I like what the rather mystical Richard Bach said. He said, what the caterpillar calls the end of the world the master calls a butterfly. This year is a year of change. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's going to be beneficial. And then secondly, let me say this. Despite the changes, the one constant is the Lord who is with us. Jesus remains the same, and Jesus remains the with us. Our way may take a detour. It may well be different. It may be uh, into the unknown. That may arouse these feelings of insecurity and anxiety. But the one constant is the Lord. It was the Lord who had led the Magi by the star, guiding them to that place. And it was the Lord through a revelation that would lead them on. But in both cases, getting there and getting home, it was the Lord speaking and revealing, presencing Himself with them, guiding them, and accompanying them. Different journey, same guide. Different journey, same guide. This week I came across an interesting story about Sir Edmund Hillary. He was the first to summit Everest, and you'll know that he chose as his climbing partner the remarkable Sherpa Tenzing Norgay. Here's the thing, why did he choose Sherpa Tenzing? The thought came into my mind, why did he choose him? So I Googled, and I was reading around it, and I came across this amazing fact. On an earlier um, exploration on the mountain. Hillary had fallen through a crevasse, a crack in the ice. And Tensing was the one who acted quickly with ropes and apparatus, and he saved Hillary's life from falling down, down, down into that crevasse. And after that, he said, he's the one I'm going up the top with. I'm going to have as my partner, my companion climber, one that I can rely on because he's already saved my life once. He's the one that's coming with me, and they went up together. Here's the thing, saints, the change in your journey may be ahead, but you can rely on the company of the one who's already saved you. You can rely on him and he will get you there. Listen, everything around you may change this year, but one thing won't, and that is the Lord. He doesn't change. His nature, his character, his being, his personality doesn't change. God, in that sense, is very predictable. He spoke through the prophet Malachi, and he said, I, the Lord, do not change. Jesus said uh, said of Jesus, he's the same, yesterday, today, and forever. God's actual name, Yehovah, means the existing one. It literally means the verb to be. I am who I am. The one who is, he doesn't change. Not like shifting sands. So the one who will accompany you through this coming year never changes. You can rely on him and he's the one who saved you. Theologians call it the immutability of God. Do you like that? Immutability of God. Quite a clever theological word. Basically, it's the same as saying he doesn't mutate. Same word. God doesn't mutate. He doesn't change. He's the same. He's the one who's already saved you. He's the one who's already led you. He's the one that you can rely on and trust because he's with you and for you. Yeah, things are going to change, Things are going to change for you this year in all sorts of way, personally, professionally, practically, maybe your health. In all sorts of ways, things will change. But the one constant will be the Lord who is there. He doesn't change, and His Word doesn't change. His promises don't change. They're still valid this year. They're still valid. I've, I've still got holiday I haven't taken. I don't think I can take it this year. But every promise in, that God has given in the Scripture, you can take this year, even if you'd lent on it last year. It says in Isaiah, The grass withers, the flowers fade away, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away. My word never going to pass away. It's permanent and utterly reliable. And then God's love never changes. It was God's love for the Magi and the Holy Family that led to them being taken on a different path. It's because He loved them that He wanted to preserve them and protect them from Herod. God's name is Yehovah, I am who I am, the existing one. The question is, how does God exist? If He's the existing one, how does He exist? Well, the God who is, is the God who is love. And he exists in love, by love, with love, and for love. He is the one who accompanies you into the uncertainty of this year in love. How about that? The God who loves you. Now, you've heard, you've heard this many times. You've sung it. You've said it. You've prayed it. Do you believe it? This is the year when you've got to own it. God is not Jekyll and Hyde. His character doesn't change. He's not unpredictable. He's not volatile. He is who He is and He exists in love and He loves you. A church leader wrote to me two days ago and asked about another church leader who has been living a lie and asked me, said, if you had the chance to speak to this church leader, what would you say? And straight back, I said, I would say to him, why have you been pretending? God loves you. I thought that was quite a good answer, actually. But the more I thought about it, the more inspired I think it is. Listen, God loves you. You don't need to pretend. You don't need to be anything that you're not. You need to have integrity and honesty and purity, but you need to know that God loves you. And through his word, he's speaking to you and calling you to accompany him, to become more like him, to go where he goes. And he loves you, and his love will not fail you. We fail him, but he never fails us. One of the longest Psalms in Psalm 136, there's a beautiful cameo that goes from creation all the way up to the formation of the people of Israel and how God has led and fed and provided and been with. And after the end of every proposition stating a kind of fact in the past, it says, His love endures forever. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. This love that wasn't simply there in the past when he made the world or when he formed Israel, but his love endures forever. It's the love that will see us through. This is a year of change. You might be feeling uncomfortable. You certainly will when some of those changes come your way. But you need to know he's here. He's with you. He is. And he loves you. His love is ahead of you at every step of the way. Well, let me draw to a conclusion. The great Danish philosopher and theologian, Soren Kierkegaard, wrote over 30 books. But at the end of his life, he wrote a book on the changelessness of God in his last year. And he presents a weary traveler in the desert who comes upon a spring, and the desert is just blisteringly hot by day and frozen by night. It's so uncomfortable for the traveler, and yet he comes to this pool, this spring, and this spring is life-giving, and by the heat of the day, the spring is cool and refreshing. And yet, in the freezing temperature of the night, the spring is somehow warm and comforting. And then Kierkegaard says this, God, he says, you do not remain like the spring in a single place, but you follow the traveler on the way. And whenever anyone comes to you, whoever they are, whatever age, whatever time of day, whatever state, they will find your love equally warm, like the spring's unchanged coolness. Oh, you who are changeless. As you go through this year of change, he remains the same, he remains with you, and he is there to refresh and to comfort and to guide, and to bless you. 2021 is a year, a journey by another way, but we're accompanied by the same one.